Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line of 710 ESPN Seattle. Whoops. I did it. <laughs> it's not that. It is Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on MyNorthwest.com. And, of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com. All right, so I butchered that one. Wow, I thought I was doing so much it's better just, at that. It's just like it, it, in it's your just, head. It's yeah. hardwired. So buried in there. In, in, into my brain. Speaking of buried in there. Uh, you you buried some goods in in the back uh, of a rig and started sending stuff up to southeast. Buried in freight all week, going yep. up to southeast Alaska. Yeah, and we're headed Getting up ready. there to to catch up with it. It'll be uh, in the morning. It'll, it'll r- arrive uh, middle of the week, and we're heading up tomorrow morning to go catch up with all of our freight and get unloaded and get going in Alaska. So, meanwhile, yeah. J- Joey and I have Columbia River Springer coursing through our veins. My gosh, oh, you dude. guys put the put the whooping on them last well, week. Well, we had thank- a very special trip down there to the yes. Columbia. That, I mean. Going down there and hooked the first day we hooked thirteen spring chinook, and we're off the water by about two o'clock and, and six fatties. Beautiful fish, and and d- thanks again to Dave Lee of Three Rivers Marine for having us down there. Just a Such absolute a stick, he, he is, and he, is. And he just that yeah. whole very good that whole stretch of the Columbia is just you know he owns that. that it's that fun to watch him work, man. Absolutely, I, I I just stand behind He's the him, mind. stare over his <laughs> oh, shoulder, yeah. watch yeah. that Ray Marine. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Great trip down there, and of course, we'll dive into that. That that fishery closed. The latest uh, harvest projections don't have us looking at an extension down there right now, but that's okay because we got C. No, I guess we don't. No, we don't. We don't. CQ closed yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. CQ closed yesterday. Um, that was scheduled to go through the end of the month, but but the the catch estimates were were spilling over the the preseason catch estimates that they presented when they proposed that fishery, Nelly. And they're like, with North of Falcon going on, we might want to pump the brakes on this one and, and pull it back. So, so, you know, it's here, here's here's the problem. We have been as as an advisory board with WDFW, we have been after this and ringing this bell and ringing this bell. We don't need to Chinook limits in the state. If you just, I mean, it'd be nice, dude. I wish we had four Chinook limits, okay? Yeah. And and when I was a kid, we had three and all this kind of stuff. Well, I'm not a kid anymore. And, and, and the way things are right now, one fish that we want to spend time on the water. And if, it's, if, the, if the choice you're making is, is a choice between time on the water and more fish in a the freezer, then my choice is time on the water, right? And, and so that was the problem we ran up against in, in Marine Area 10 to no small extent was, was uh, you know, Puget Sound Rec Fish Advisor input was being ignored. We also rang this bell last year. Well, no, don't worry. We can run two fish because we're going to run it as a season and not as a quota. Well, and then what happens? We they start catching fish and they switch it over. Well, we better look at this as a quota and shut it off. Yeah, so, well, so anyway, we got we we've got the, and that whole fight's going to go on with PFMC this week as well. The so. guys that don't care about this are the bass fishermen. They're That's sitting true. home that laughing right now, yeah. charging their batteries up. Uh, you know, ready to roll here, and, and that's why we reached out to Russ Baker, Limit Out Marine. He's going to jump on here just a little bit. Six twenty-five. Talk about 
some of the excitement going on around the state. Now, the, the only problem is the weather hasn't been all that exciting. I mean, guys are still waiting for these lakes to warm up. But uh, I know for a fact that, that Moses Lake and Potholes, they're, they're cranking out the bass right now. Um, so guys are fired up to get out on these lakes. And I know some, some folks here on the west side, too, that are just itching to get out. I met, I met a kid the other day. Um, just you did not. dying. He came up, and, and uh, we were at dinner, and he came up and, and mentioned that he listened to the show and stuff and just dying to catch a bass. Uh-huh. And uh, so there's a lot of folks. You know, there's tons of lakes here on the west side and lots of opportunity there. So you don't have to worry about CQ and all this other stuff. All the stuff that we worry about, you can get out and go catch a bass, catch a trout, catch whatever, and have a great time. And you can get a bass boat. Bass boats are so cool. With like a, you can get <laughs> listen with a gas pedal. Yeah, there's no throttle. No, there's no throttle. <laughs> you you got the, pedals. Oh wait, wait, man, can I get wow? Can I get one that has the toe cut out? It's like an old surfer paddle. <laughs> I can know. I get, yeah, can I get one of those? Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna jump on uh, six twenty five. He's a longtime friend and and a heck of a bass fisherman. And uh, Limit Out Marine, I guarantee they're busy down there at the shop oh, right for now, sure. bringing up uh, boats and servicing boats. But six twenty five, seven o'clock. Nick Scafteron from High Life Charters in Westport is going to jump on, talk about the deep water link cod fishery off the coast. You've been out with him a couple times, Joe, and have just roped the big lings off the coast out there in the deep water. Yeah, yeah. Nick is a, he grew up in Westport, commercial fished in Westport for tuna. He is like. Did he go to Ocosta High? (laughs) I'm sure he did. He's dialed. Started deck handing when he was 13, which means he actually started when he was 10. No doubt. Right. (laughs) And, you know, the first time I fished with Nick, he was just as excited as we were. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I like this guy. Like, yeah. he loves what he's doing, and he's good at it, man. We went out, and and I think the smallest lingcod we caught on that trip was 18 pounds. So yeah. now the deep water thing doesn't start for till a while June. yet, till June. But but he's got the near shore thing. Everything is at inside yeah. of 300 mm-hmm. feet right now. But when they go over that line, he's all Tanicum Bowl electric reeled up and pipe jigs yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. And then the other thing we want to talk about, and this is this is something that uh, that I spoke with Gabe Miller and, and Larry Phillips of American Sport Fishing Association. They went back to D.C. Uh, last week or maybe possibly even the week before and heard about the BOEM or Bureau of Ocean Energy Management wind farm proposal off of Westport. This is this is troubling from a siting perspective where they've where they've proposed to put this offshore wind farm because it's right at the edge of the Grays Canyon. It's right at the edge of all our tuna fishing and everything. And right and in the middle of all of our bottom fishing. Bottom grounds. fishing. It's yeah. just straight right out in front yeah. of Westport. I think it's forty miles offshore, which is there's a bunch of fishing that goes on right there. And then there's exclusion zones around yeah. these wind yeah. farms. Yeah, so we're gonna dive into this a little bit later, but uh yeah, that's a that's a spooky proposition. We need these things if we're going to get off oil and all this stuff, which is you know supposedly what we're going to do here in the coming years. But we need to cite them a little better than this. So, uh, but Nick's going to jump on seven o'clock, seven twenty-five. It's turkey time, man. Yeah, turkey season opens Friday, and the ringer, the man himself, Scott Haugen, uh from Portland area, is going to jump on. Um, you know, you, he's got a website, jump on his website. He's got tons of YouTube videos on, on killing turkeys here in the Northwest. All in Turkey. The guy's a ringer. Tactics. Yeah. yeah I mean, and you know, it's, it's the start of our hunting season, really, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's turkey season. Um, and it's just a cool time to be out in the woods. It's, you know, typically the weather's turn kind of turning. It's still spring. So you can end up, I've been in the turkey woods before and had it start to snow. And then the next day it's 70. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, turkey hunting is, you know, 
great thing to kind of introduce the kids into sure. hunting or, or new hunters. And Scott's been doing it for years. He, he's wealth of knowledge. Yeah, so he's going to jump on 725, uh, you know, talk about some things that you can do to help put a, a turkey in the bag, mostly in eastern Washington. There's some birds here on the west side, but good luck with that. It's mostly the northeast corner of the state. 68% of the birds taken in Washington are taken up in the northeast corner. The southeast corner is number two. And then, you know, Okanagan, there's some other places, there's some birds around. But really, that northeast corner is, like, pr- prolific. Yeah, if, if you want to um, become a turkey hunter and you're going to start on the west side, you're not going to turkey hunt for very long. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. yeah. It's like, you it, know what? I want to start has... steelhead fishing. I'm going to fly fish for steelhead <laughs> yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Like, good yeah, luck. Right. In the high water. Good luck with yeah. that. Well, and you will hate steelhead for the yeah, rest of your there, life. There has been several attempts to plant turkeys here in western Washington. Oh, we have There's them. Several. They're here. Yeah. They're here. Um, if you look on, uh, you can go to the website, the Department of Fish and Wildlife website, the turkey pamphlet, and in there you'll find a sh- very short list of guys going back to maybe 2016 who've got the slam. Oh, so an that's Eastern Mer- bird, Merriam, a Merriam, and Rio a Rio Grande. Grande. Yeah. And my Uncle Ray has done it a couple times, but it's a short list of guys, and those west side birds – my uncle would drive over and shoot two turkeys in one day in two different parts of eastern Washington, and then he would drive back, and he would park in his camper, and he would st- hunt on this west side for weeks trying to get that stinking east side bird. They yeah. are tough. I, yeah. They don't talk, and there's not so, a lot of them. Dude, the dude. bottom line is if you want to shoot a turkey, it's the northeast <laughs> corner of the state. Those are, yeah. those are, those are tur- turkey freaks. Yeah. A, a few As, spots in yeah. between. Like that Okanagan flock is getting bigger and bigger all mm-hmm. the time. That, that that flock's expanding up there. I know some guys that do really well up in Okanagan. But you kind of have to like deer hunt there and get a little idea of where they live, you know, do some scouting and stuff and, and get some homework done to figure it out. But but northeast corner, you can kind of go up there, get some public ground, and kind of figure it out pretty you quick. You can also get some private property up there. There's plenty of farmers. Yeah, you, they yeah. end up with, you know, yeah. 150 turkeys on their property. Oh, and, and they're on the They're porch. sitting on their truck, and, you know, oh, roosting yeah. on their roof. Yeah, they want them out of there. So, you you know, go knock on some doors, especially yeah. if you got kids. March those little kids yeah. up oh, there. Yeah, no. March kid, them up there in their kid, camo. Kids in camo. Knock on the door. Kids in camo with little tiny new kid <laughs> yeah, boots. Yeah. yeah. Let's do the whole thing. They can't with say a, no to a and, cute little kid. Uh, send little Emma up there with her little cowboy yeah, boots on. No, exactly. But the, the thing that seals it is the Red Rider BB gun. You walk up there yep. with, you know, the lever yeah. action BB gun. Uh, all right. So give us a call this morning, 866-979-3776. That is the Reverse John Hotline. Back by Wellcraft Duckworth Northwest Boat. Hit that text toy, 206-421-3776, powered by Yamaha Out boards so we were up at the friday harbor resurrection derby and i got in a fight with a christmas elf and i'm not gonna be able to do that ever again i'm gonna tell you why in 90 seconds here on the out here on the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app from the shining shores of puget sound to your radio this is the outdoor line on 710 espn seattle <laughs> where it's not that anymore it's seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app uh, this is the Outdoor Line. That's Rob Ensley. That is Joey Piber, and I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. So, Lord help you if you plan a halibut derby, such as Fish Northwest had did this weekend. It, the halibut opener, the bite was a little bit later. It was on Thursday. And then, of course, you're really tempting fate if you have a halibut opener and a derby because here comes the oh, gale man. warnings and everything. And then on top of it all, one of my favorite harbor bars in the and, and I've been to a few harbor bars, dude. From from Cold Bay mm-hmm. to Astoria and oh, beyond. Man. Okay, Herbs in Friday Harbor 
was a classic, dude. It was a so classic, many memories in there. Bar. And I was talking to Rod Holmes out there yesterday at the Fish Northwestern. He's like, man, because I've spent a lot of time when we were kids and you know in our twenties in there with those guys. He's like, yeah, I forgot a lot of stuff in that part too. Oh, I mean, dude, we've just so many brain so cells much died time in, in there, and and with all the big derbies that would go on Friday Harbor. Um, and it's just some hilarious memories. I remember we were out there for a derby in December. Nelly and I were there and it was cold, man. It was mm-hmm. like 10, 15 degrees blowing 40, whatever. And, and it was Christmas time, Christmas festivities going on. Great time to be in Friday Harbor. And we're in there, we're hanging out doing the deal. And, and, and they had a Christmas festival that night, a parade in town. So Santa comes in with all his elf helpers and all this stuff and everybody's dressed up like elves and they're we're hanging out having beers with them and Nellie's over there getting pictures with Santa and some of his little elf helpers well one of the little elves was not happy about this <laughs> because his girlfriend was in there getting pictures and he felt like Nellie was taking pictures maybe paying a little bit more attention to her than he should have been because mm-hmm. he was and he was just Dude, taking pictures I was for taking a blog Santa yeah. Claus pictures for a blog well so yeah, he comes man. over to me and I swear I swear to you this kid weighs a hundred pounds Mm-hmm. Maybe a buck ten, soaking wet. He wasn't a kid. And he comes over. <laughs> well, he's Dude. in whatever. He's in his 20s or whatever. And he comes up to me. He's like, who is that guy over there? And Nellie's over there taking pictures. And Nellie's all of 6'4", 320 pounds. Oh, I'm going to take him out. And I'm like, I'm like, Dude. <laughs> You're an elf. <laughs> what are you going to do? And, right? and, and he had the whole thing, dude. The curly toe oh, shoes, oh, all so green. And, and, and the big and, ears on. Yeah. And the elf. Anyway, you had to be there. But, but just so many <laughs> hilarious moments at that bar. And it was just a, a, a real tragedy to well, see it go here and then, a couple days ago. So then that whole thing calmed down. And so we all just decided to sit around. We ordered another pitcher of beer, sat down. And, <laughs> yeah. and, all, and so, so this old rustic furniture. And I sit down in this chair. Ha, ha, ha. Wham! This chair just blows up under. Seriously, there's two hundred people had, in the bar, yeah, and, and, and the whole place just, whoosh, just came went, to a just a complete quiet. standstill. And there's Nelly with a pile of kindling and, underneath yeah. him. And then there was silence for a second, and then the whole place erupted. Ha ha ha! Anyway, and, me, and, and, and I'm, and I'm taking oak shards out of my behind for the next freaking yeah. four days. Uh, was, the so silverback yeah, gorilla so, went oh, down. That man, day. no kidding. And the elf so, was right. He took you out. He, he probably did, man. He saw. He did. Chair. Yeah. He had a little Swiss Army knife. He sawed the oh, legs yeah, of the did. chair. He took you out. But man. that was Herb's bar. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the cause of the fire was undetermined. It overlooked the harbor in Friday Harbor and had been there for so many years. Yeah. So many classic derbies that took took place there. You know, I mean, and, and that was just kind of the rally point. Walk. You know, I mean, we walked by there. Yeah. We've all walked by there. It's just yeah. So 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 Herb's going to the ground was is definitely a, a, a bummer, especially this weekend because that would have been that would have been hopping tonight for the. For the Friday for the Harbor, Derby, yeah. For the Friday and, Harbor, and so so right now there's fishing. a forty pounder on the board right 41 now. Forty one pounder, and I mean it honked yeah. yesterday out there, and and another gale today. I mean yeah. out of the west. So yeah. if you get an ebb going out of the strait, it's pushing right into that westerly wind. The strait is going to be a complete disaster today. I pulled up the forecast and forecast for Port Angeles this morning. Gust of 43, 45 miles an hour. Uh, I mean, weather. brutal. Perfect halibut weather. Yeah. And talked yeah. to the guys out of Swain's yesterday. They were just like, yeah, hardly anybody went out Dude. yesterday. Mm-hmm. The opener, pretty slow on Thursday. I mean, there was a handful of halibut caught in the strait, but it was a lot slower than what we expected. The, the things we heard were deeper water. I kept hearing that over and over. The guys that did that did hook up on some halibut, I kept hearing deeper water, like 250, 270, 280, that kind of stuff, especially out of Port Angeles. Well, so. the guys who fished the banks, like, you know, Eastern, Hine, Parkridge, um, I, I was talking to all those guys, and, and we were supposed to have this kind of nice outgoing tide all day, and I kept checking with the guys, and they're just like, no tide. The, the, 
the water's not moving. Yeah. You know, and, and they're on need, anchor. At that yeah. point, you need to get off anchor mm-hmm. and be moving around. Yeah. Or troll. Or troll. Yeah. yeah. Until that water starts yeah. to move. Yep. And and then later on in the day, that, that water did start mm-hmm. to move a bit. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, the guys that stuck it out, they did get some fish on the banks. But and it was not red hot. And, and so this is when the the whole fishing a fishery two and three and four days, you know, helps you. Because you, you, you get a day like Thursday and there, and there is no water moving. So you need to be moving if the water's mm-hmm. not. If the water starts moving, you need to stay put. Let the water take your scent trail. And and so it, it it's tough because now if you would have had that Friday to fish, which a lot of guys did after fishing the opener, then you got the plan kind of figured out. And that's one of the problems with the limited opportunity we have in in the Straits of Juan de Fuca for halibut here is guys don't get a great game plan. They don't get get a great read like you would do like you would you know fishing salmon several several days in a row. That and the fact I don't think we've ever achieved the quota in halibut over four halibut in the Straits of Juan de Fuca. So. Which is why we're getting these extra days. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is, better weather next week. Um, you know, We'll see what happens in the Derby today. Rod's going to check in later. Rod Holmes from the Fish Northwest Derby in Friday Harbor. But, uh, yeah, p- p- kind of a tough card being dealt to the halibut guys in the Strait here today. But that's fine. Another opener next week, and the weather looks much better next mm-hmm. week. The one thing we've been looking at, though, is this darn forecast. Is winter going to let go? Dude, I mean, it's going to snow ah. in Ellensburg on Monday. I pulled up Moses Lake and potholes and all that stuff over there. It is cold. I mean, it's yeah. freezing at night. Yeah, well, we're going to dip back down into the Man. 30s, you know, Dude, at Just night. get out of here. They're talking about a lowland snow event tomorrow. Yeah. Now, it's just short-lived. First thing in the morning, but I'm just, you know, like, come on, man. I don't I'm, need. I'm just excited that we're hitting southeast Alaska yeah. right when the weather breaks. we got a really good week of weather up there to unload 7 million pounds of freight in, in Alaska next week. So uh, excited to get up there and get going. That would be a miserable job with it just pouring oh, rain. Oh, trust me. Get all that. I mean, oh, I'm sure you've done it many oh, times. So many times. But uh, excited to get up there, though. Yeah. And so pretty good. You're you're going up to an interesting situation in that in Craig, you know, there's there's been a profound herring spawn. There's there's huge you know, herring spawn Chinook in the right harbor now. for crying yeah. out loud right now. Yeah, lots of kings up there, Sitka, well, all over southeast right now, lots right. of kings, and then uh, northern BC too. Mm-hmm. There are great reports of of kings up there. Got a lot of friends up there uh, that live there year round, so they go out, you know, winter black, you know, winter troll fishing, anyways, and uh, kind of what we do, what, what we used to do down here at least, at least black mountain right. fishing. But they're roping them pretty good, and down right down the outside of Vancouver Island too. Uh, quite a few good games. news so, for us. I mean, good news absolutely, for be heading and, for us. And so when we got to CQ in the opener on the first, and got to fish, the first day, second day, we we were pretty surprised at the average size of the black mountain. Mm-hmm. Fair to say, yeah, fair to yeah. say. And we even get, even the fish that were you know the just legal size fish, they're a little butter balls. Chunky. You know, they weren't little skinny. Oh yeah. You know, and then right. we saw that during nice. the blob. We yeah. saw that a few years yeah. ago, 100%. and most of our fish were coming in undersized. The cohos were coming in; they're just kind of like half yeah. emaciated looking cohos. And and uh, the coho run in particular was a really good indicator during the blob. It was like, wow, these yeah. things are tiny. Yeah, well, and and they're know. biting everything because there was no feed in yeah, the ocean. But but and we've turned over, we've turned that rock over. Now we're back. On I, the I agree. Place, and so. and the size of the springers we saw that last sure. week down on the Columbia Absolutely. are bigger as well. Again, so. again, I, I mentioned this the first segment of the show. The bass guys do not care they don't care they're laughing right now lithium batteries are on the charger mm-hmm. you know got that that trolling motor set up they're ready to roll nelly's just like i'm out i'm done i'm done i said i'm turning my mic off i'm done talking to you guys oh i dude they I, never get I, shut down if, because they no, caught they their quota 
if you're gonna talk, they don't have to. They don't. They don't have to be limited to three days a week on and, the lake. And this is the time of year when those big mamas are caught. Oh, 100 percent. Big females yep. come in this time of year and make their nest. Listen, those bass are lucky that they don't taste like a Columbia River Springer. That I would true. be. I'd buy oh, a bass no boat kidding. tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. If you're gonna talk bass in April, you got to have somebody with it, with a southern accent. Russ Baker, fresh out of Alabama, joining us next. Go check out LimitOutPerformanceMarine.com. That's the website of our next guest, Russ Baker, right back here on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Well, like it says right on the first page of the website, Limit Out Marine, your one-stop bass fishing shop. Here to tell us all about it is none other than Russ Baker of Limit Out Performance Marine. Good morning, Mr. Baker. Morning, buddy. Morning. Morning, guys. Long time no talk to. Well, that one 70-degree day on Thursday had to have you fired up. Uh, we got a little bit of a pump fake this week. One day of nice weather, but still, I, I mean, this is the time of year when you guys get some of the biggest bass of the season, man. What are you hearing out there, buddy? Oh, yeah. The um, the 70-degree day one has to, made us want to just close the door. <laughs> um, yeah, guys are doing pretty well. Guys are doing really well. It actually kind of started in uh, late February, early March. Uh, guys started seeing some pretty big fish early, but that's typical. You know, that's typical. Is that water warms and days get longer? Guys always get those bigger, bigger fish. But you know, it's we're we're kind of in that middle zone. I call sprinter, as you guys know, always call it spring and winter. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a warm day, we got a cold day, we got a warm day, and a cold day, but it's uh, it's coming. It's coming. You know, we got a lot of tournaments coming up here around the corner too. So, it's coming for sure. The weather's definitely schizophrenic right now, but um, but <laughs> you know, it. that's the word I wanted to use. Yeah, I mean, it's just all over the place. <laughs> but you know, if, if if you're gonna go hit one of these lakes the next couple of weeks, I remember a couple of years ago you were you were referring to say the west side of the lake. I mean, the sun rises in the east, and that's the side of the lake that gets the most sunlight during the day. Um, well, the bass kind of gravitate towards that side of the lake, and, and is that your best shot at catching one of these early season bass this time of year, buddy? Yeah, that's 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 the deal, right? That is the deal. Um, you know, and you know, as us us fishermen, what do you like to do? Get up early, right? Well, you know, this is not necessarily an early game in spring. A guy can sleep in, go out, and still catch a giant. You know, mid morning, afternoon. You know, I try to look for that 10 to 1 o'clock, you know, that 11 to 1, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock is kind of my ideal that I know that, you know, I'm going to, I got a really good shot at a big fish late in the afternoon, 3 to 4 o'clock, same thing. Um, but it really, you know, because we got cooler mornings. So, you know, if the, war, if the, if the mornings were warmer, you know, then it'd be an early morning deal. But, you know, we don't have a top order game yet like we do in May and June. Right, so so I'm even using reaction baits, you know, jerk baits for smallmouth by using crank baits for for smallmouth. Some of these guys are still catching them on swim baits. Big swim baits are catching these big largemouth on these small local lakes. So somebody 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 texted me one yesterday. It was a pretty good sized fish on a on a S waiver. <laughs> there's so there's there's so much gear, Russ, and like a guy like me who I just I haven't done a ton of bass fishing. If I come in there and I want to get set up and I want to do a little bass fishing this spring, 
what are a few lures, a few things that I have to have? Something that you, you know, I, I want to spend hundred bucks and kind of get set up and go out there and have, you know, I got rods already. I want to get some lures. What are some things I have to have? Well, I'll tell you what we do, and, and that's a that's a good point. Hundred bucks, right? A guy yep. comes in with hundred bucks, and he and he and I basically we all ask him, "Where are you fishing? Hey, what lakes? So local lakes, right? Let's say local lakes, and I don't mean just Washington, right? So you take Washington, Sammamish, uh, the big lakes, right? And mm-hmm. then you take your smaller lakes like Goodwin up north and and Spencer and oh my gosh, Morgan, Sawyer down yep. in the south, mm-hmm. yeah, all these smaller bodies of water, right? And what we try to do is we say, okay, you're going to definitely need what? You're going to need swim jigs. You're going to need, you know, in green pumpkin and black flu. You got to have a swim jig and black flu and green pumpkin. You're going to need trailers for those swim jigs, which we do have on the shelf. You're going to need one or two chatter baits. You know, our jackhammer is a, ja- a chatter bait, um, a vibrating jig. You need that for sure. You need a couple spinner baits. You need some square bill crankbaits, right? And you need some, and you need plastics, okay. right? And maybe, and maybe a hollow body frog, right? I don't, I don't count. That's probably the only for early spring. I would, I would tell a guy throw a hollow body frog. So a hundred bucks, and you know, get you some uh, worm weights, some hooks, and um, and you're good to go. Hundred bucks. Okay, and and you can use that that cornucopia product that I just mentioned in any body of water on the east or west side of the state. Yeah, the the reports we're getting from potholes are are those uh, those jigs, those swim jigs, mm-hmm. pitching them up in the, uh, up against the beaver huts and stuff, and blacks and purples and whatnot, and then you just swim those back real slow, or you bounce them on the bottom, or what are you doing with them? Yeah, so the vibrating jig, it's it's a throw it out, let it go to the bottom, and then reel it in, mm-hmm. right? Pretty easy, right? A swim jig, a lot of people think a swim jig's just for swimming back. You know, throw it out, let it go to the bottom, and swim back, right? But I don't do it that way. Certain times of year I'll do that, but other times of year, since we've got a little slower bite in the spring, I'll actually throw it out, let it go to the bottom, and I'll hop it. I'll hop it, I'll drag it, and I'll swim it. So you can you actually use, a, use that swim jig back. A little different than just a standard chatterbait or spinnerbait or crankbait where you're just throwing it out and reeling it in. Right. So the swim jig piece is kind of a, can mm-hmm. be hopped. Mm-hmm. You can kill it and just hop it and just leave it. You can sit it there and shake it if you want. Or you can pitch it <laughs> in bushes and shake it like a flipping jig. A swim jig is extremely versatile and they love them on potholes. They absolutely mm-hmm. kill them on potholes. Yeah, they're killing them over there right now on those things. I mean, I know some guys that were over there uh, last week hooking like 30, 40 bass a day on those on those darn jigs. So, yeah, fun. they've been getting some big bags. I mean, they yes. had, what, a 24-pound bag there a couple weeks ago, yeah. and then they had an 18-pound pound mm-hmm. bag there. What was it, last weekend I was down in Alabama. Yeah. And like, I should have been up here. Yeah, no kidding. We're, we're talking with Russ Baker, LimitOutMarine.com this morning. I'm, I was a little bit disappointed in, in, in your roundup of the lakes. You didn't mention Martha Lake up, up our neck, north end. That's where the state record bass was taken, and it was about this, I want to say years it was. years ago. Yeah, but, but wasn't that a pre-spawn big old girl, Russ? Wasn't that a, a, a kind of yeah, a cooler? Yeah, and I heard that guy 
You know, and I forgot. You're right. I I, I didn't mention Cinco's, right? Yeah. That, I, oh, that's I, right. I Ooh, yeah, okay. I, you know, we forgot Cinco's. You've got to have some five-inch Cinco's, right? You've got to have them, right? And and uh, that's funny. My daughter lives right down the street from Martha Lake. So, uh, well, but, what, was that a pre-spawn? Was that a... Was, no, that was like May, June. I remember was I it was really? in Alaska okay, I, when all that right, was caught. Okay, it may enough. be even later than that. But, 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 yeah. but still, you are going to find some of those big girls this time of year. For sure, yeah. And then, oh and yeah, absolutely. Talk about fishing a Senko, Russ, because most people look at that thing and think, you know, I have to give this thing some action. But a lot of the guys I know that fish Senkos, and I've fished them before too, pretty much just throw it out there and either let it sit or just crawl it through, you know, along the bottom or through the weeds. What's the technique for fishing a Senko, buddy? Well, you, there's a couple ways, right? One is a Texas rig, a Texas rig. So you put, it, you know, you. you you do it just like a, a Texas rig worm. The other way is a wacky rig, right? And you and you basically take a wacky rig hook and you and you hook it in the center of the bait. So it so both ends of the bait, you know, move or undulate or however you want to say it, flex, right? So as a stick bait falls and you, they're easy to skip. So as you know, you can either skip those baits underneath docks, or for the shore fishermen and dock fishermen, actually, you can just throw it out, let it go to the bottom, and just shake it. And I like to shake it all the way down and all the way back up. I know that sounds like a lot of work, but for some reason or the other, the bass gravitate to it. And you can also put a Nico, Nico weight in it, in the nose of the bait. So the neat thing is you can weight that bait because they're loaded with salt. They have a tendency to sink pretty quick. Or you can do it without a weight in the nose of the bait. So wacky rig's my favorite. Um, I don't know. I just get more bites on a wacky rig Cinco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I pretty much throw a five or a six, and if I have to, I'll throw a seven. That's a pretty big bait. They call it a Magnum. It's made by a different company. We sell those as well. Um, a lot of guys love Magnums on potholes. <laughs> so it's it's. It's April here in the Northwest, especially here in Western Washington. It doesn't look like this weather's going to let up for a little while. If you're going to head out the next couple of weeks and hit one of these little local lakes here on the West Side, what are you going to throw at them, man? Uh, well, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking for a lake that actually is has a has a variety of of, of options, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say a variety of options, I want docks with deep water, and I want a lake that has a flat. Right, because they'll move up on the flat to do what? To look to spawn. And they look up and they move up to flat to feed. So I, I like to have a lake that has a combination of those two things. I will definitely throw a swim jig. I will definitely throw a chatterbait. Um, when the water does get warmed up, I will throw a hollobotic frog. When the water hits 52 degrees, it's when a frog starts working. But I have to have consistent warm weather, you know, warming days prior to that to make that frog really work. Um, and Cinco's, absolute Cinco's, and don't hesitate to throw a swim bait, you know, a five, six, seven inch swim bait. They work really well, and a lot of people kind of ignore them, but, but they really work very, very well. It's amazing what a big swim bait will do. It'll catch one of the biggest fish in the pond, and it'll always cost your Catch your two penners in the pond. A two penner will eat a swim bait, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, spinner bait, chatter bait, worm, uh, swim jig, hollow body frog, 
Um, and if you're a swim bait hunter, there's a ton of different swim baits out there, but I would stick to your actually your action baits pretty much. You know, that's the most common items. They're easy to use. They're quick to learn. And, and having a few plastic worms and things like that, that even tubes work, you know, even tubes work for largemouth and smallmouth. So having a handful of baits like that, 100 bucks can get you started and actually catch you some pretty good fish. All right, Russ Baker, LimitOutMarine.com. We'll get you out of here on this last question. What is the bare minimum you need on a bass boat? What do you need as far as as as, a, as an electric motor, electronics? What do you need to see? What do you got to have 100% on a starter bass boat? What what's what a guy what what does a guy have to have? On a starter bass boat, minimum 24 volt Minn Kota or motor guide trolling motor. Okay. Um you can start as low as with a 70 horsepower motor, so that could be aluminum, 50 to 70 horsepower motor for aluminum. That you can use those boats in tournaments, and we put a couple of tournaments on a year. You can use that boat as long as it's got a, 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 a working live well, a kill switch on your boat. Um, power poles are not a necessity, but men, you know, men motor motor guy, 24 volt trolling the motor. Operating kill switch, operating live wells will allow you to fish for both fun and in our big bass tournaments we, that we put on in uh, June at Father's Day weekend on potholes or any any tournament for that matter. So bare bones minimum, 16-foot, 15, 16-foot bass boat, whether aluminum, they don't, they make glass in 17 or better. Um, yeah, they're out there. They're out there. But that's really what you need, minimal. That's right. what I would start out with. Okay. All right. I think I think Joey and I may have one here. We'll, we 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 got to we got to mess around with this a little bit later. Russ, thank you for your time this morning. We certainly appreciate it. LimitOutMarine.com's website. His name's Russ Baker. Go see him. He'll get you all set up with that starter tackle box and that starter bass rig. Russ, we'll talk to you soon, man. And uh, I hope this is the year we get a we get a uh, get a little spend a spend a little uh, rod and reel time together. I, I'd really enjoy that. Well, we're gonna make it happen. I've got time this year. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it, man. <laughs> Thanks again. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, Russ. Thank you, Russ. Thanks, Russs. Thanks, guys. See you, Appreciate brother. It. Thanks, Bye-bye. dude. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week for the second week in April already right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing. Go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. <laughs> Head over to raymarine.com. You're going to find the all-new Lighthouse 4 software upgrade for all the existing marine units. Lighthouse 4 is the latest operating system for Axiom, Axiom Plus, and Pro. Chart plotter displays. Lighthouse 4 introduces a new look and features for Lighthouse, and in it, including the new fish mapping from SiriusXM. And I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, it's going to do the uh, personal bathymetric recordings, you know, lay that stuff all in your Navionics chip. I can't wait to get that stuff burning. Check it, check that out and more at raymarine.com. Turkey hunting later this week. Yeah. We're going to be able to talk hunting again. Well, mm-hmm. we just did. Joe, I know I know you're excited about that. You were going to go over and hit the opener. Are you still going to do that on Friday? So it opens Man, the 15th so, of April. We're so busy and I was yeah. just down there springer fishing. So I think yeah. I have to bail on that. You have to work? Yeah. What? The W word. Yeah. Man, I don't hear you say the W no, word too very often. <laughs> we were so, playing hooky down oh, in the Oh, man. Turkey opener Friday, uh, halibut opener this week. We were all fired up about it, but the weather Oof. just came rolling yeah. in. 
Yesterday and today, guys are getting just belted out in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. One good thing I did hear was um, no dogfish out there yet. So oh, that's okay. you know that's great because otherwise mm-hmm. you you weed through twenty or thirty dogfish you to get your halibut and burn through the bait. Oh, which yeah, eh, right. <laughs> I don't really mind that, but well, but it's yeah. it just makes it easier for, sure. for guys to actually get a halibut. Yeah. So we got another round of openers uh, next week, obviously, um, and the guys are out fishing today. But I'm, I mean, it's it's nasty out there today, western and western too. Once Ooh. the strait starts ebbing, once that water starts flowing out of the strait, it runs right into that wind, and it's a disaster. So, uh, so I guess you know, for this picks of the week, I would look to next week to the next opener for that. Um, and we've been talking some freshwater here. I mean, we got trout coming up in a couple weeks. We got the opener a couple weeks. And it's a bunch of lakes on the west side are open right now. I mean, they're open year-round. They've been planting lakes here on the west side. Jump on the WDFW website and see which lakes have been planted recently because there's been a bunch of plants going on here. You can head out and catch trout, get some some walleye uh, on the east side, some bass here on the west side. The bass thing on the east side has been going nuts over there, especially in the afternoons. Russ just mentioned it uh, from Limit Out Marine. We just had Russ Baker on. You know, it's a it's a banker hour deal. Yeah. You don't need to be out on the lake first thing in the morning. You know, fish the afternoons after the lake's warmed up a little bit. And uh, definitely have a shot at some great freshwater fishing right now. So, And then the Sea Run Cuddy thing is going nuts. And the Hood Canal, South Sound, uh, pretty solid right now with all the chum fry pumping out of the creek. So The Cowlitz was putting out pretty good numbers of steelhead. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was, you know, there's about there's about 20 steelhead to be caught every day or hooked every day. Yeah. So... When all those guys headed south and went down to the Columbia, it left fewer boats, and then those boats were getting decent numbers, and, and now there'll be a bunch of guys there again. But there were decent numbers of fish. I, a couple springers caught on the Cowlitz, too. Talked to Todd Daniels. Yeah, Todd mm-hmm. Daniels got he a, had a beautiful dude, springer. Beautiful. Yep. Decent run of springers headed for the Cowlitz, 4,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand the Cowlitz. They plant the heck out of that thing. Uh, for springers, and they get you know four thousand is better than it has been the last few years, but we need to get but that sucker cranked historically, up, man. ten twelve thousand did not raise an eyebrow. In no, pallets, I mean you know? you'd think it would have twenty twenty five thousand yeah. in there. So fingers crossed, we can get that river up to that that point where it's mm-hmm. producing that kind of fish. But they they plant a lot of fish in there. Uh, but anyway, there's some opportunity there. Also the Kalama and Lewis, decent returns coming up here. Um, and then, of course, the Springer activities, the, the focus is going to be above Bonneville now. And the trips. But <laughs> don't even bother right now. I mean, we're getting like 50 fish a day over Bonneville Dam. That number needs to be three to 4,000 a day to make that upriver stuff work. Yeah. And Reno, the wind, all that yep, stuff. So. We never even used to think about it till it was four or 5,000 a yeah. day going over Bonneville. Yeah. But, then, but then it's worth it. And, and the cool thing about that Home Valley deal from, from Stevenson on up, you know, is, is – you got that calm water. It's almost like open and day trout fishing for springers, right? And and I'm not a you know, I, I'm not a Drano guy. That's not my cup of tea. But the Wind River has has a you know, the mouth of wind has a lot less traffic, and you can kind of get out and do some stuff on that buoy line. It's a bubble fishery kind of. And uh, you know, we used to kind of go slow around that outside area and just kind of mooch herring a little bit and 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 get hammered. It, it's fun. It's but it's a May deal. For sure, yeah, May, and we need, middle yeah, of May, def, def, definitely there, middle yeah. of middle of May program. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I'm thinking right now. I mean, you're going to have lots of halibut opportunity on into May, but yeah, I mean, if you you can't overlook late April around here for the Lowland Lake opener, it's probably when a lot of first fish are caught. It's the single most important and 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 populous fishing event. It's the of biggest the year. opener in the state. Yeah, uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred thousand people will fish on that yeah. weekend. I mean, it's huge, and now's the time to get that trolling motor ready, yep. make sure the, the little kicker fires up, 
get the hornet's nest out of the life jackets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that stuff. The squirrels made a nest in the front of the boat, get kick them out, you know, evict them from the front of the boat there and get all your tackle ready and all that stuff and, and go f- source some power bait. Got to have that, you know. <laughs> source. Source some, some power, power bait. bait. You know what you should do, if you, especially if you got new young young anglers, you better go source their boots. Yeah, for and sure. All that stuff because Gosh, they, our it's kids a, just they grow, grow like, like weeds. Crazy. We're buying new boots like every six months. Yeah, like I just bought you that life jacket. What happened? You know, <laughs> you got to stop feeding them. Uh, they yes. don't grow as much, man. And they're Ensley, so they're growing like weeds. Yeah, ours, no but, doubt. Uh, no, now's the time to get all that stuff ready to go. Get the rods out and get and then go go do a and... test run before the the actual trout you opener. Totally There's could. tons of lakes open, yeah. and they plant the heck out of them. Yeah. And get you know, pick a nice day and take the boat out. Make sure everything's working right, and then yeah. be and, ready and to go. If you're for over the, in that in that Kitsap County area, all you got to do is call Kitsap Marina there and talk to Dave Johnson, the Trout Whisperer, and he'll point you to one of those lakes. He's out all the time. Although he's heavily involved in North of Falcon right now, mm-hmm. all of our salmon season. All this stuff. week, but PFMC if there's a trout anywhere in Kitsap County, he knows right where it is. Knows so. its name. Oh man, yeah. You know, and this is also when you discover trailer problems with that have been sitting all sure. winter man so and you want to get a ticket roll down the freeway on the opener with no with, with no trailer lights yeah, and you no will doubt. get pulled over i promise so, so but this is the, you know and even dude we're we're still just a little over a week into the new licensing year i mean april 1st it, it, it flipped over and so you know be surprised at the amount of guys that haven't gone and, and yeah. gotten and just and 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 you can do the outdoors package on WDFW the, the the website and just get everything get your get your hunting fishing tags the whole bit just in one fell swoop and that that has to be done i mean it's just not option so trout opener bait or trolling i mean still fishing with power bait or trolling i'm a troller i mean i love running my little plugs uh little woolly buggers little spoons mm-hmm. you know uh, the tiny little Dick Knights and the little triple teasers and, and the little plugs. I love my little hot shots, the little 50s and 70s, uh, the froggy pattern. The little, there's one that looks like a little cutthroat, uh, a little cutthroat fry. Another they one. The little, they have the those little rainbow, rainbow Rapalas. Yeah. Oh, yes. Those, those are, are good, too. Money. The little tiny ones. Yeah. yeah. I'm not allowed to use them because uh, the bait <laughs> business thing. I, sure. I have to use worms. Yeah. Yeah. I like troll until you find them and then maybe you park yeah. on them you know and and, yeah. and you know and, and i i love a little four or five weight fly rod and a full sink line and and just a, you know a and simple a leader and a down yeah, yeah, and a, and and a down rigger <laughs> you know and, and and a carry special man you know oh yeah. carry, carry special, special or a drox doc sprout just some yeah. wet fly mm-hmm. on there and then they grab the heck out of those yeah, things they do. So and, and if you can find the little panther martin spinners too the yeah, little yeah. the black one yes yep. all the Bingo. high mountain lake fishing yep. i do mm-hmm. those little panther martin where the the shaft goes, shaft through, goes the blade. through the blade the yep. yellow the yellow yellow and black, and black. yep yep but, but for like trolling in lakes uh the hildebrandt spinner yeah. the little mm-hmm. hildebrandt good call with 18 a night inches crawler. with a night crawler behind it. Yes. It's dude. Money. They can't not bite it. Yeah. yeah. That's total murder. Yeah. Yeah. And let's let's not forget the white trash power bait, the old marshmallow and a night crawler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. That's that's got anything that float will float a crawler on there. And then that was just our money rig. You take a you know, take get a get a bag of, of the little teeny tiny mini marshmallows, right? And and stop the kids from eating them long enough to get one on a hook. Kids? You kids? And they get the ones that are cheese no, flavored. Well, so no, Nelly no, gets but in the there. Cool, you don't you buy put... the ones in the bag, Nelly. You buy <laughs> the Mike's garlic scent, and no. that will keep you from yeah. eating those. No, trust but, me. but then you can't like put them in your coffee because marshmallows are kind of a cream or sweetener all in uh, one in your Nelly, coffee. Just load up in work. there, or just you know go <laughs> straight, here's the deal, though, straight to the hot chocolate. Here, here's the right? deal with the opener. Everybody goes out on the opener, and the weather could be horrid. Oh my god! But honestly, May can be 
awesome. It can, and because nobody's the there. Lakes warm up, and yeah. everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. And you can you can catch those trout any which way but loose in May. You can fly fish for them. You can dry fly fishing and do all kinds of stuff. You can sit and cast cast master spoons up into some of these little pockets and catch them. May is probably the best time to catch these planter trout here on the west side. Once the weather warms up, if it's ever going to warm, is it going to warm up? It's going to warm up because I'm leaving. It's it'll warm. warm. Yeah, 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 it'll warm up once you. Yeah, it'll as warm soon up as next your, week. the plane is lifting. <laughs> yeah. you'll be like, hey, what's going on down there? I hope the plane. The sun. I hope the plane leaves. We've got so many Alaska Dude, so what, what is that? Oh, trust is, me. You so know what is that, that is? That's sleep loss is what No, that is. I realize. Yeah. But is that Alaska Airlines strike over pilots, now? No, pilot strike? No, they're no it's still, still going on. They're still hammering it out. And pilots are leaving and pilots wow. are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Mm, that's anyway, a, well, let's that's just leave that one, one right. alone because I want to sleep tonight. So. We <laughs> have a jam-packed hour, too. Stay with us. Nick Scafteron, fishthehighlife.com. We're going to talk Westport bottom fish and what's going on with the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, that whole wind farm nightmare. Robbo's last Northwest outdoor report before he leaves. Here we go. And then and then the legend, Scott Haugen of scotthaugen.com. Talk a little spring turkey time and tactics where Robinson and RVs really wear. And a pile more. Right back with another full hour right here on the Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.